Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And this week we review the 2020 movie Wonder Woman 1984. We talk uncut and unfiltered because Stephen does not have time to edit this episode, so you will hear it exactly as it's delivered to you. See? This is why it's not as good. <laughs> Pauses and everything. But we talk about the plot and characters of this Wonder Woman 1984 movie and where it fell short and what that weird stone is called in the movie too. It's called the Dreamstone. All this and more on Movies on the Side. Enjoy this mess of an episode. <sighs> I think this could be good. Nate, as we jump into this movie, I have two prefaces that I need to give our listeners and you. You don't even know this preface that I'm about to state, but I need to state it. Are you ready? You ready? I'm ready. Yep. Because I am moving now, and if you listen to our bonus episodes, you can support the show at patreon.com slash movies on the side. I talked about our moving experience. I will not be able to edit this episode like I normally do. And so, listeners... Oh, is this a raw episode? Uncut, unfiltered? This is going to be the first time that an episode is unedited. And so, if you wanted to know the work that I do every week for Mots, hopefully, not too, it won't reveal too much, but hopefully you'll see what an unedited episode feels like. And that's, that's this episode. Welcome. I was just filled with two thoughts. My okay. first thought is absolute fear and the thought of, man, they're going to see how dumb I sound on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Everyone and loves then, how you sound. It's great. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. The second thought is, man, if I just drop some profanity right now, I wonder if I would get edited out or if <sighs> I, would, I mean, Stephen would let it ride. I'll mark a timestamp, and I'll, I would take out a, a curse word. I mean, you don't you don't curse that much. No, actually, I should tell our listeners. Actually, <laughs> you curse constantly, and half of the editing is me taking it out. But no, that's not Ex- true. That's what you should say. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's you know that's really basically the only thing. I'm not sure why I said I had two prefaces. Prefaces. <laughs> See, you're not even going to take now, that out. I'm not even going to take it out. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Well, I guess the secondary prefaces. You know, I usually do movie clips to try and make the experience really engaging, but I, don't, I won't even do that. This is unplugged, unedited Mots. Yeah, this is the acoustic version of Mots. We're just sitting up on stools. Mm, unplugged. Steven's plucking the guitar. Mm. I'm singing <laughs> the Wonder Woman theme song. All right, Which, so how does it go, Steven? <clears throat> Wonder Woman? Uh that that was actually pretty good (laughs) i was gonna talk over while you were singing it so i could say like this week we did wonder woman 1984 and the music behind you makes you feel like you're in the movie (laughs) whoo that's hard to do that that takes a I still like that music, I will say. The theme is, yeah, it's is pretty cool. good. It's pretty good. Steven, tell yes. us what the Rotten Tomatoes is for Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to <laughs> have to break my editing preface that I've already stated because I've forgotten to pull the Rotten Tomatoes score for Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> so, Nate, fill time. This is unplugged to unedited. We're up on a stage doing a live show. I need... 
20 seconds to find the Rotten Tomatoes. Go. Wonderful. This has shown me that we should never do live shows. Um, no, that would have gotten a laugh. There. It would have been great. Yeah, I pause for applause, pause for laughter, and we are back. This movie, Wonder Woman 1984, is a sequel to the first Wonder Woman, which I'm not even sure if we did a review for it on Mons. We have but. I can say that I liked the original. And after seeing the sequel, it shines a nice bright light on the original because the original is oh so much better than this one. I agree. I enjoyed the first one. We should go back and redo that. We, yeah, now we, we should really gotta... we should actually give Wonder Woman some shine after what's about to happen right now. Yes, exactly. The Rotten Tomato score for Wonder Woman 1984, which was released in 2020. It's a little confusing. It is 59% critic score, but strangely, 74% audience satisfaction, which I don't really understand, Nate. <sighs> Yeah, we're not going to do a spoiler horn because that requires Steven editing a horn sound oh, in. And I mean, we couldn't possibly make the horn sound ourselves. So, <laughs> we could. Steven, can I just say I think that <laughs> number from Rotten Tomatoes yeah. is far too high for both? Yes, yes I agree. Is that fair? <laughs> Listen, here's the, here's the thing Gal Gadot who plays Wonder Woman. She is a shining light in the DC movie universe. Because all the other DC movies, and we haven't had a chance to talk about the Zack Snyder Justice League cut yet, which my five-second review is, I enjoyed it a lot more than the original and think it's better. My five-second review is, I still haven't found four hours of any chunk in time that I feel is worth re-watching a movie that I've seen once. I'll be honest, I had it play in the background as I was working, but I could tell from enough times of me looking up at the screen that this is better, I'm pretty oh, sure. And, nice. and then anecdotally, people have said the Zack Snyder cut is better. So I said, okay, it's better. Great. So, Wonder Woman 1984. <clears throat> Gal Gadot, she's doing her best. You know what I mean? Like, she was a great in the original Wonder Woman. I think she's great as the character overall. And she has moments, good moments. But this movie, Wonder Woman 1984, it, it is plagued by strange stunts and flywires, a lackluster script, even plot. This is a very difficult plot, it seems like, to try and put on a movie screen. And just so many moments of cheesiness. And whereas the first Wonder Woman, sit, you know, you see it and you think DC has a chance. DC right. has a chance to make good superhero movies. And then they do this, and it's not so good. It's just not very yeah. good. Yeah. Let's talk about the... I'm not even sure we should talk about the plot, because the plot is so hard to understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give my little blurb. Please. Pedro Pascal plays Maxwell Lord, who is a guy who has a son loves his son, but is down and out and wishes to be famous and rich and have all the things. He is looking for a an old relic magical item called, is it called the monkey's paw or is it just uses the monkey's paw? It's, it's probably the, called something dumb. It's called something else. I think it's like the giving rock or the, the wishing stone. Or 
something like if that. If the Giving Tree book had the boy, the tree offer up his branches to the boy and then said, I will take your arms, boy, in return, that's what this <laughs> object would oh, be. That would be a terrifying horror movie. And I don't want to So, think what it about does. It. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, it's the it Dreamstone, Nate. It's called the Dreamstone, apparently. No way. Really? For real? I mean, I just did a Google search, and all these articles from Vulture and whatever is talking about the Dreamstone, also okay. known as Materiopticon. So, yeah, oh, there you yeah, go. yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, Maxwell Lord <laughs> knows about this object through, of course, old drawings of the object from different... Um, the oldest trope in the book of having the the Aztecs had this and Rome had this and so all the of Aztecs. these civilizations yeah. had this dreamstone. So, but instead of wanting to use the dreamstone to make it makes like your wish come true, but then it has like a uh, side effects may include uh, you know bleeding <laughs> out your eyes, that's turning the, that's into the monkeys. a grotesque, <laughs> and that's the monkey's uh, problem. Cat person. Yeah. For listeners who might not know what a monkey's paw is, it's you make a wish, but then something bad happens to you. Maybe related, maybe unrelated. You know, you wish for a million dollars, but then a million ants infest your bed or something. But it's right. some like, exactly. you know, like long-term you know, One to one. Million dollars, million ants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this Maxwell Lord, who is the... Played by the Mandalorian. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. He... um. This is so weird. He wants this thing, but not in order to wish for stuff. He wishes to become the Dreamstone. The weirdest plot thing ever. So he wants to become like the wishing the wishing stone. The wishing well. Which, which at first you're like, well, I wouldn't have ever thought to do that. That seems dumb. Like that. <laughs> but he does it. Well, the reason why is if you just make a wish, you get one. But if you wish to become the Dreamstone, then if you force people to make a wish, and there's so many weird interactions where he's like trying to coerce someone and saying, I wish. You have to be touching him. I you, think. Have to be t- you have to be touching him, which we have to get to the digital touch later, which is very, that's very strange. But you have to touch someone, they make a wish, and then he, as a human embodiment of the Dreamstone can take something from them or like, eventually it seems like he, he could just claim anything. Like when he does it to the president, he just says, and I take influence over every human being and they'll do whatever yeah. I say. And it's like a little how? prosperity gospel. <laughs> <laughs> how does that happen? I didn't understand it. So <clears throat> it's very strange. Pedro Pascal plays it by the way. Yeah. It is a, a sort of setup that is really hard to understand because it, the movie presents it as like, yeah, of course he, he takes a wish and then, or he grants a wish and then he takes something from them, but right. it's presented like, oh yeah, you know how, you know how the dreamstone works. He just does all this stuff. <laughs> well, and then it makes the anyway. ending very confusing too, because to resolve it or to whatever bad thing happened after you made a wish, you have to say, I renounce my wish <laughs> or you have to, <laughs> Kill Pedro Pascal. Either one of those things will make the bad stuff stop happening. So. Exactly. You know. You know how it works. You, <laughs> you know how it works. I feel like this is also. I remember a book I read when I was in school. I think it was called The Giver, or it was. It was oh, this yeah. Yeah. terrifying where book. The, it's, where the the boy everyone sees in black and white or something. It's one of those I don't like, know. summer reading. 
I know The Giver was is a book you read in school. Maybe this is not the plot of that book. <laughs> I just thought of that title. But where it was a thing where you make a wish to this thing, but unless you're like extremely specific and direct about your wish, like the thing will grant it in a way that is negative. So it's not like a, a one for one. You wish for something good. You mean something every leprechaun you. book you've ever heard of. Lepre- yes, exactly. You wish for a pot of gold and then suddenly you're drowning in gold. You know, it's one of those like weird uh, things. But anyway, odd plot makes yeah. it difficult. So there are two important wishes that take place in this movie. One, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman or Diana Prince wishes, before she knows that this thing even has power, she wishes in her mind that Steve Trevor, the world's most boring love interest of all time, was <laughs> back. Chris Pine. Chris Pine in other movies is good. <laughs> yeah. She wishes for Chris Pine to be in this movie, to save this movie. Mm-hmm. I want to say her wish mm-hmm. does come true, but at what cost? We'll find out later when we actually see Chris Pine in this movie. And then Kristen Wiig, who plays uh, another likable person becoming She's a, a bad gemologist. Person. <laughs> yes. Barbara she, Minerva. Uh, she wishes to be like Gal Gadot, um, which what she doesn't know is that Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman, so she also has special superhero abilities as well this all turns into gal gadot losing her powers but chris pine is back in the Mm. weirdest twist of a movie he walks into the room at a ball looks at her he looks like somebody else because he has snatched the body of a random dude now where's the random dude's (laughs) soul and personhood Who knows? And I guess who cares? She looks at this rando and it pans around her and we see it's Chris Pine. Now, could I tell if he had transformed into Chris Pine? Why, if she was like actually hallucinating and seeing Chris Pine when he wasn't there? But this whole movie, she is kissing and loving and And hoping. And hanging out with Chris Pine, who, you have to remember, does not look like Chris Pine. Looks like a random dude. And this movie presents it like, yeah, of course. I see the true you, so it doesn't really matter. And it's And where this other guy... (laughs) She says, all I see is you. Which... Yeah. Which doesn't solve the problem where I think to myself this whole time, and Chris Pine never seems worried that he is inhabiting another person's body... He's kind of like, huh, this is weird. I well, I guess he anyway. was an engineer before I stole his soul. <laughs> so strange. Okay. So he's back because of her yes. wish, but she's losing her superpowers. And then Kristen Wiig is getting m- more filled with makeup and better clothes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. is losing her sweetness. I guess, and is becoming bad I guess. cat person. <laughs> well, and here, okay, here's the more confusing thing. A, the first time I saw this movie, I thought to myself, so is Wonder Woman's powers getting transferred to Kristen Wiig? And that's oh. why she's losing her powers? To which telling no. weird Chris Pine to go away wouldn't make any sense. But no, that's not the case. Unrelated, Kristen Wiig is gaining Wonder Woman's powers because of her wish. 
and Wonder Woman is losing hers because of her wish. So it was a strange, like I didn't understand that the first time I saw this movie. But so, that is what's happening. So, so strange. So, and the final part of the plot, okay, so spoilers if you haven't, if you want to see this mediocre to bad movie, the eventually, which I think Gal Gadot has to mentally murder Chris Pine in order to get her powers back. And so she has to basically <laughs> unwish him out of existence, which That's is right. a actually an interesting plot point of him being like, listen, I had a life you need to like wish me away and then right. chris and wig becomes bad because she starts loving the power and maxwell lord gets overwhelmed by being the dreamstone the world gets so bad so so fast and at the end because gal gadot sends away chris pine and he vanishes out of existence and yelling like i'll always love you <laughs> just keep going right. i'll be fine somewhere yeah. Um, then Gal Gadot fights CGI battle against Kristen Wiig several times, just a bunch of CGI people. She yeah. learns how to fly, and then Nate, uh, you're, you're, Maxwell you're Lord finally realizes <laughs> that his son is more important than all yeah. the stuff in the world, and he somehow lives through this movie. That's the movie. That's the plot. Nate, that, that, first of all, well done. That, that's a lot of stuff to try and summarize. You glazed over a couple things that, that we need to come back to and address. Number one, number one. <clears throat> Kristen Wiig, I thought she was somewhat charming at the beginning of this movie as like a quirky gemologist. Yes, like I was absolutely. down with that. As she becomes meaner, Kristen Wiig, as a result of the monkey's paw, she, I think, less and less of a good character, I guess you would say. But apparently her original wish did not make her a cheetah or whatever. Right. It was She makes later. a few more, right? Because she right. partners with... Uh, the main <laughs> she partnered with the Mandalorian, and she says something like, "I want to be an apex predator or whatever." And it's like, no one no talks one like that. that. Exactly, no one <laughs> talks like that. And who would wish to look like a cheetah, like a some kind of humanoid, whatever? So anyway, that was very strange. And then Maxwell Lord, I couldn't tell throughout this movie as he is forcing people to make wishes and then taking something from them. It seems like it saps some kind of energy from him or he becomes sick because of it was it he, did you gather that yeah the i guess the part of being the dreamstone is you have this insatiable hunger to get more people's wishes so that's kind of what's taking from him is that in order to sustain himself yeah it's sapping power from him he needs more and more people to use him okay he longs to be used and so <laughs> Because he has to touch someone for the wish to make sense or, or to be able to go to happen, he wants to reach as many people as possible. And through a course of events of getting to the president's Oval Office and somehow managing to get in there, the president reveals that they have some technology via satellites that if he were to broadcast himself via screens and TVs, that somehow the particles... <laughs> that were being broadcast would touch everyone watching. He goes to this X-Men style station where he broadcasts himself. And that's when the entire world, every person begins making a wish because he's taken over all the screens and he says, wish for anything. And it gets, it gets very dark very quickly. And there's like random cows in a field. Some old guy is like, I just wished for a farm. 
<laughs> like so yep. weird. But it is there's, the, there's a there's a man and a woman, and the man's like, I wish you would like drop dead or something. Oh, that like, was oh, this movie is something. <laughs> it, got, it got dark super no. quick. I want to let this... everyone know. Yes, the woman does not die in this movie. She does fall down having like a heart attack. So right. this movie like th- tries to go dark and then goes like. I bet somebody in the editing room is like, you can't just have a woman just drop dead. <laughs> right. I mean, it does. The premise of there of like, there's power in your words and you shouldn't wish something that you wouldn't actually want in reality. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there is a lesson there, you know, because some people might say in anger or frustration, I wish you dropped dead. Right. And if it actually happened, what you said, that would be like, you would regret it. And so, right. I wish my deceased boyfriend was back alive. Oh man, I lost my superpowers. <laughs> but there's also this premise that if everyone got exactly what they wanted, that the world would fall apart. Almost a little bit like the end time premise that if everyone could just live their lives in peace, that it like the system wouldn't work or something. And so I, I found yeah, that. I think to be having. I think that is pretty cool. The fact that like if everyone. The, most people's wishes are ultimately self-centered. Oh, so yeah. the idea that if everyone was just living for themselves and able to actually fulfill their own self-wishes, that it really, everyone Ooh. else is, is doomed. It would be bad quickly. So anyway, plot is weird. Now, the special effects, you said, you know, there's there's some CG fighting. Wonder Woman with the gold wingsuit fighting Cheetah Girl. Uh, that's so Raven, whatever that is. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy that that fight scene. There's not a whole lot of fight scenes in this movie. Maybe early on, I sort of liked the Amazon when she was a kid racing. Right. I thought that was kind of fun. And I thought the maybe fighting in the mall when she early on stops the little mall kidnappers. I thought that was good too. Here's the thing. Though. Here's the thing. These fly wires that they mm-hmm. have Gal Gadot on make some of these action scenes where she's like jumping around really weird. Like it's almost like they put her against a green screen and said, make a jumping pose. And then yeah. they like freeze frame that image and just moved it around the frame. Now make a running <laughs> pose while yeah. we pull you through this. Like it was just so clearly fly wires many times during this movie. It kind of brought me out of it. So I was like, eh. yeah. And yeah. I also think it falls into a, a trope that I think a lot of superhero movies get to. And I'm very, very tired of it. One, I mean, obviously, world cataclysmic stuff happening at the end of a superhero movie is, I'd, I'm done. I'm done for that. That's not great. But yes. what I'm even more done with is when two superhumans fight each other it takes away all the stakes because they can crash through stuff and they can grunt and they can be like oh that hurt you know if you have captain america and iron man bashing on each other yes but i don't really see like i mean are you guys that's probably a bad example because iron man's just a dude in a suit but like two you know, Captain America and let's say Super the Winter humans. Soldier right. fighting each other. Or yeah. at the end of Black Panther, when Black Panther yes. is fighting and they're all in their suits, it's like there are no stakes because I don't believe that you guys can be hurt. I think that's the same thing with Kristen Wiig and Gal Gadot at the end, especially with this golden suit. It's like, okay, 
I'm not worried about either of you. You both have superhuman strength. You can hit each other into all the concrete walls you want or swing from all the electricity you want. You guys are probably going to be fine. Can I just say that gold suit too? The story about the Amazonians, like everyone gave up their gold or something to make this suit for the one Amazon lady Mm -hmm. who's going to fight against all of humanity and the suit was able to protect her for some time. If that's the setup for the suit, and some cat can scratch her way at <laughs> destroying the suit. I feel like there's some disconnect there. Yeah, it was like the world can, like, she could bear the brunt of the world's armies. And then, yes, one, <laughs> and then a cat. one cat lady. Now, I have an issue with Wonder Woman. Now, I don't know the comic books. I don't know from yep, 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 the yep. original characters. But in this movie, it is implied that Wonder Woman learns how to fly by lassoing with her golden truth lasso either lightning bolts or clouds does that sound right to you i think it's not clouds i think it's either lightning bolts or you know she gets up in the sky by like you know connecting to a plane or something as it's flying by but once she's up there how she does it is chris (laughs) pine while flying the his one plot point in this movie is that he's like apparently i really love flying like basically he goes he flies a jet that he does not know how to fly and he's up there and he's like i just you know i just feel the wind i just feel the breeze around me and i just i like i know how to fly which is ridiculous because he is flying a plane he is not harnessing he's harnessing the wind as much as like the engineers who understand lift and drag and thrust (laughs) harness the wind he's not doing something magical by keeping the plane in the air he's keeping the throttle all the way down and pointing the nose forward (laughs) but it is the one point where he says in the movie i actually pause this movie (laughs) <laughs> you take and a break I said to my and i well yeah i couldn't i couldn't with his words but then i said to myself oh no when he's gone she is going to hear his voice in the wind and she that is how she's going to learn to fly and sure enough it is exactly that while she's up there falling in the sky he's She's like, oh, I guess I do feel the breeze. I can harness this. So I like to think from how she flies is she gets up there with her lasso. Once she's up there, she's kind of using currents, kind of like a seagull. Don't get... Nate, do not give me that. I do not believe that she can harness the currents to fly. I just don't... I did not buy any of this flying thing. And there were a couple moments where it's like... You know, like it's like a wingsuit. It didn't even seem like she was losing altitude at all. And it's like she's not... Like she can't fly. Yeah. I don't think that's one of her powers, even from the comic uh, books. I think um, in the comic books, I think she can. Really? I think she can fly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't buy it. DC comic fans, let us know. I, I don't yeah, know exactly. Let yeah. Steven know specifically, please. Not me. I'm good. <laughs> I do want to mention this um, one line. As you were yeah, yeah. talking about what cost was it for Kristen Wiig to get her powers? And when they're fighting in the White House, Kristen Wiig and Gal Gadot, and Gal Gadot's losing because she's losing her powers because Chris mm-hmm. Pine has taken over another man's body. <laughs> <laughs> like she, Gal Gadot looks at Kristen Wiig and she says, what is this costing you, Barbara? Your warmth? Your humanity? <laughs> and one, I cringed at that line. And two, I said, I'd make that trade. 
Let's do it. <laughs> barely have any more. Be an apex predator, Stephen. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. I would do it. So a lot of lines like that in this movie that were. Um, let's talk. Let's talk characters for a second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go through each character. And we're just going to give a quick little blurb. Uh-huh. Start with Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you think she did as Wonder Woman in this movie? <sighs> Not as good as the first. I feel like she did the best she could with what she had, meaning the script and the plot. I thought she was good as like the museum director or curator, like whatever she was at the beginning of this movie. I th- I liked her in that. I thought that was good. Like seeing her have dinner by herself, but being, you know, missing Chris Pine, but also just like understanding this is her role. Like that was cool. And she looks up at the plane and thinks about him. Those all were good. But once we get halfway through this movie, it's a big meh for me. Yeah. I would say kind of the same for me. I thought she had more heart in the first one. I think she's surrounding, she is surrounded by so much plot kind of kerfluffle, kerfuffle stuff that <laughs> uh-huh. it does My feel like shit. she just becomes a symbol of goodness and just a woman who is pining for Chris. Now, usually... Mm, pun intended! Out. Yes. No, <laughs> that was intended. Usually you'd edit out such a terrible pun. But <laughs> no, here we so are. It's so good. Um, she feels a little bit more hollow of a character. Like she's just representing truth, justice. In the American way. Mm-hmm. In the Amer- actually, not the American way, the Amazonian way, The I Amazonian guess. way, excuse me, yes. Um, but... Yeah, I I kind of felt sorry for Gal Gadot because I do think she is the perfect actress for Wonder Woman. Absolutely. But in this movie, it was not yeah, great. Not, good, yeah. not her fault. Have much. But yeah. Okay, Chris Pine. I mean, again, suffers because of the plot and lines. I do not. He was way better in the first one. You mm-hmm. know, the the humorous moment of him trying on different eighties clothes. And Gal Gadot commenting We haven't even on talked it. about the fact that this movie is supposed to take place in 1984. A movie that deals with absolute world cataclysmic events, this really creepy monkey paw sort of setup, and like all of this world uh, like domination stuff, and then takes a scene to be like, aren't the 80s weird? Aren't the clothes weird? Isn't breakdancing cool? It's like, well, all right, guys, so weird. pick a pick a pick a direction you're gonna go because for the most part, I forgot this movie was in the '80s. Absolutely. Until every once in a while, they're like, huh. 80s "Remember the kids '80s? Love this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So same. Chris Pine better in the first man. This one. I we didn't review the first, but I'll say it in the first, and I'll say it now. I can't ever fully buy into the. Steve Trevor, Diana Prince, romance love story. He really? is, in some ways, he does feel like he's a good man, but he's kind of just like a bumbling speck of a human, and she is like an immortal, like representing these wonderful virtues. And I keep thinking, like, he seems great and sort of the everyman, but I just can't believe that he's like, you have the love to last the. Now, we'll have to review the first one because I think I would disagree with that. His leadership and, you know, the way he kind of leads that band of misfit characters across no man's land in World War One. Like, I thought he had some some stuff going on for him in that first. Movie. Yeah, he's I mean, he's he's fine. I just I'm not sure I just believe them together. I think him as a character is fine. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. 
Uh, anyone else down this uh, roster? Um, like Kristen Wiig. Yeah, again, at the beginning of the movie, as the quirky gemologist, I liked her. And once she goes apex predator, whatever, it was interesting as she still was quirky, but was now getting cool, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. the lady in the store, she was buying a dress. They were like, you look amazing. And she was like, huh, maybe I do. And, you know, all those moments of her. A like, real Spider-Man 3 transformation. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> and even like as she walks into the party and everyone stares at her, which, I mean, I haven't been to many highfalutin parties like that, but I feel like that wouldn't happen. I mean, everyone looks nice at the party. Everyone's dressed I mean, up. if anyway. Al Gadot walks into a party in the dress she was wearing, I feel like you yeah, should but then, stop but and stop. Her and Kristen Wiig, I, someone would have been like, how many amazing people are coming to this party? I don't know. It just seemed <laughs> it's a little It's Gal Gadot. Weird. It's Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah. I loved her in that SNL <laughs> Target skit. <laughs> so, so those moments were, those were good in the first half. But once she starts beating up Gal Gadot in the White House, and then she starts working with the Mandalorian, I was like, meh. I, I didn't think so. I actually kind of feel sorry for Kristen Wiig because I think she can act, and I think she is great. Oh, yeah. oh, I think yeah. her role it gets more and more silly. I'm pretty sure she also did a ton of like working out to get like buff for this movie. And then I feel like at the end, they just CG a cat body <laughs> onto her. And it's like, oh, man, you probably oh. like got these great muscles preparing for this movie, being like, yeah, I'm going to be end up being this really cool woman fighter. And then it's like, oh, you end up in a cloudy scene of just your face getting CG'd onto it. Yeah, and it was weird. Now, but now, let me ask you this. We reviewed the literal movie Cats, the musical, who had the better cat CGI? Wonder Woman 1984 or I the movie Wonder Cats? Woman 1984, I have to... I mean, we never saw it in anything, in it's any lighting. <laughs> it was just dark and rainy, which it's is like... Dark the, and rainy. The, that's the 1999 Godzilla strategy. <laughs> just put it all dark and rainy and no one will tell. But yeah, it, I it, think it Kristen Wiig's character is a cautionary tale for people who... Uh, discover that they like um, having a lot of mascara on, and oh. then it ends up getting just a little bit out of control. And eventually, you know, friends don't let friends wear too much eye makeup. So, oh, I see. And then you turn into a cat. Then you that's, turn into a cat. That's person. what happens. Yeah. Now let's go to Maxwell Lord. Dear Maxwell Lord, I thought him as kind of the sneaky car salesman at the beginning is great, but then I think. As and as a dad, I thought I felt those moments. As soon as he becomes a plot device as the wishing person, I was like, I'm ready for this guy to exit stage right. And I'm surprised they let his character live. Usually that character gets overwhelmed by it and dies in a weird CGI way. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I thought him doing the multi level marketing scheme in the first half was <laughs> was interesting. Mm-hmm. And you know, you feel that humanity thing where he thought this thing was going to pay out. He has TV commercials running. He thought he was going to hit rich with the oil, and it's not working out. So totally believe that. But yeah, the the Dreamstone sequence to the end is very strange. Also, talking about characters, what do you think about that guy that they go to, the, the guy who has like some lineage of Mayan people, and they go to him to figure out what exactly the stone is? <laughs> you remember that scene? Yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought he was actually yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was a little cool addition to it. I Okay. Overall, let's just overall and grade this thing because I think it's time to yeah, to give this because we've already rambled for a while and you haven't been able to edit our rambling out into no, something. It's all in there. Clear it's and un- concise. Unplugged. 
You know what? You know what? I'm kind of worried about Nate. I don't know if I'm worried about it or if I'm actually curious. If people are like, we love the unedited version more. Do you think some people might say that? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. There are a lot of ums, a lot of likes, a lot of weird pauses. Let's rate this movie. Wonder Woman 1984. I will go first because I have given this movie some thought. Okay, scale of zero to five dreamstones because you know, absolutely. it's the thing. I'm going to give Wonder Woman 1984 one and a half dreamstones. I did not like this movie. I thought it fell into superhero trope territory that felt soulless, heartless. Mm. It felt like this movie was the equivalent of Chris Pine inhabiting another man who apparently gets his body back after a while. And Gal Gadot gives him the eyes of like, huh, I remember being with this body. (laughs) That was strange. (laughs) And he's like, oh, maybe we... If she ends up getting in a relationship with that guy... That's gonna be that's gonna be hard to explain to him someday. Is like how did how did you have a connection with me? Well, I saw you as a different man for a while. <laughs> also, I'm Wonder Woman. That's my own. Yeah. Also, also I'm Wonder Woman. I think this movie misses on so many beats that it feels like either it was edited weird, the plot was sort of strange. I did not enjoy the whole dreamstone i it felt gross to me in a lot of ways seeing a guy kind of get sickly and people fulfilling their wishes it didn't have a tone that i particularly enjoyed i do not want to watch this movie again i still love wonder woman the character i think gal gadot is great in it but this movie is not good i agree i'm going to say I'm going to give this movie one dreamstone. I did Mm. not like this movie. I had a problem with Wonder Woman lassoing clouds. I think there's just a molecular issue there with the uh, makeup of rain and lightning. Did you think that the lassoing the clouds was worse or the fact that they said, well, when we project this TV signal out to the world, it's kind of like it's touching everyone. That too. That was really weird and bad. I also don't, still don't really understand the ending resolution of this movie how wonder woman lassos pedro pascal's ankle or something and then because of that she's able to communicate to the world and convince them to renounce their wishes but it's just i, I didn't it's even meant understand. to be a really wonderful moment of her speaking sweetly like through his head and projecting it out. And there's some speech about the world needing you to renounce your wish and to think of others. But by that time, the movie has used up all of its equity Yes, in my mind that by then I'm just like, let it be done. Mm. Mm. And it is done. One dreamstone for me. Listener, don't pay money to see this movie. You can do an HBO Max free trial, and you can watch it there, or just never watch it. It's fine. Watch the original Wonder Woman again. That one was way better. Just saying. Yes, agreed. All right. Well, let us know what you thought on Instagram. Comment at Movies on the Side and follow us there. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash movies on the side. 
And you can follow Nate and myself. All those links are in the show notes. If you haven't yet, we would appreciate a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And as we always say, Nothing good is born from lies. And greatness is not what you think. Is that it? That was the whole quote? It's not great, but I couldn't spend a whole lot of time looking for quotes. I know, I know, because I wasn't going to edit out. Unedited, the- uncut, <laughs> unfiltered episode. So Raw, you get the unfiltered. Diana Prince. Mm. I wish I could find uh, something, 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 Steve Trevor saying, I take the wind and I flow it through my hair and I control the breeze. Wind, earth, fire. When your powers combine, I am Captain Planet. Mm. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Fade this music out to zero. The power is yours. I should have just said the power is yours. <laughs> Wait, that, that's Captain Planet, right? He says that's that Captain the, Planet. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, the power is yours if you're like recycle. That's the deal, right? You got to recycle. Yeah, yeah. You take pollution down to zero. Absolutely. Mm, Which ring cool. of power would you choose if you were one of the kids in Captain Planet? Earth, wind, water, heart, fire. Pick right now. Earth. I feel like you could take a lot of people out if you could just open up a crack in the earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because as a teenager and fighting pollution, the best you want to do is murder people no, into a giant they have chasm. to fight no, that's people. That's the whole and part of the show. And we're out, and that's the end of Movies on the Side. Thanks, everyone.